Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Hasdera. Well, today I'm going to talk to you mainly about my experience this past weekend at Prickly Pear. Um, it was a really fun race. Uh, this is my third year doing it. Uh, this year they changed the course up. Uh, the previous two years, it's been like a 10-mile course, or you could do a 50K, um, and I think there's a 5K in there. This year it was about a nine-and-a-half-mile uh, 15k course and, um, and as you probably may recall I dropped from the 50k just because I was afraid I wouldn't be able to finish in time um, in retrospect that was probably a wise decision but I might have been able to make it and so I think next year I'm going to definitely give it a shot so nonetheless um, I, I, the day was really, really nice. It was decent weather. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. A little bit humid. And I don't really remember how many of us there were out there. The 50K started at 7 a.m. and then we started at 8. And I kind of kept myself toward the back because um, remembering how the course went from a couple of weeks ago when we did the preview run, it's kind of a um, real narrow single track and it's kind of windy and everybody sort of gets jammed up and... I just figured, all right, I'm just going to let the fast people or the faster people go up there and knock themselves out while I just sort of hang in the back and I can catch my breath for a few moments. And because it usually takes me a little time, you know, like a mile or so to get myself feeling okay and like I'm not going to die. And uh, yeah, so it, it did. It became like this crazy conga line. And <laughs> my pace was really horrible at that point because we were all pretty much at a standstill. But then, you know, like any race, it evened itself out and people spread out and things were fine. And um, the other interesting thing about this race was that I found that I was able to run a lot of it. And this is kind of unusual for me on this course because there's a lot of rocks and a little bit of elevation. And normally I just kind of hike hike over the rocks, but I was feeling pretty good um, on Saturday. And I decided, you know, I'm going to try to run as much as I can on these rocks. And so I was trying my little tiptoe action <laughs> and seemed to do the tricks. And I didn't fall. So that was the other huge part. I was really happy. I have knock wood again. I've gone a few months without falling. So keep up the good work. The other funny thing about this race, um, well, just in general, running with the San Antonio uh, off-road runners, is there's a guy named David Salazar who has this very distinct yell. And I always know when he's behind me because I will hear him uh, making his roar. And um, I actually asked him to record it for me on Saturday, or I was standing there. And so I'm going to edit that in here uh, so you'll, you'll get to hear that part right now. <laughs> All right, this is David Salazar. Let's hear it. Thank you very much. And yeah, so he's pretty memorable. Um, in fact, I remember it was his yell that made me <laughs> notice him a couple of years ago when I was doing the Alamo City Ultra 25K. And I just kept running across this guy, and he was bellowing through the woods. <laughs> and so every time I saw him, he would start oh, doing his thing. And, uh, yeah, he's a pretty entertaining guy, very funny. And, um, and it always makes me sort of reassured when I know he's 
back there, so I know I'm not like the only one. And if I get in trouble, I've got a friend back there because we've since become friends. So anyway, but yeah, the the really cool thing about this race was that I felt really good. And my mental plan was to try to do two nine and a half mile loops um, for a long run. Um, and I just was, and I was really impressed with my brain this time. I did not even think about the mileage or where I was at. I was just like, dang, I feel great. This is fun. I'm liking it. I can't wait to get back out there after I finish, which is really unusual for me. Um, but that's good because that's a 50K mindset. And um, and <laughs> as a little aside, well, it's not that much of an aside, but um, yeah, guess who signed up for another 50K? And I'm going to do this one this time. Um, yeah, kind of on a whim, I signed up last week for the Brazos Bend 50K, uh, which is on April 4th. And um, I figured I can use that as sort of a bellwether uh, to see how I feel um, for, you know, in preparation for the Sugar Badger at the end of May. Um, Brazos is very flat. And, you know, I've been out there before pacing people and I've done the 50 miler out there. So, I'm I'm pretty confident that I can get this thing done. Uh, so anyway, and, and so that was the other part of Saturday was just to kind of get my mind right about, you know, tackling these longer distances. And, um, and, I, and I finished and I, I felt pretty good. And um, <laughs> later I checked my results, <laughs> came in last of my age group, <laughs> which is kind of embarrassing, but... I don't know. I guess there's like 16 of us out there, but you know, whatever. It's it's just one of those things. But at least I felt good, so that that there's something to be said for that. And you know, even though my little heart wanted to to do the the remain, you know, do the other loop, um, I decided to cut it short by about three miles, um, just because I hadn't fallen, but I was starting to feel a little woozy, and I really hadn't eaten a lot. I mean, I was trying to make make myself eat a gel like every four miles or so and um but I was starting to get sick of that and and I just decided you know I haven't fallen let's just cut our losses and you know so I got out of the, I got out of the day probably about the 25k so I got like about 15 and a half all told and uh, I felt pretty good about it and you know my legs are a little tired afterward but I you know on the whole I felt really good and um yeah, so I, I uh, the next day, that would be yesterday, Sunday, I decided, you know, I've got a, my training plan calls for me to run at least an hour. So I, because we had the time change, I got up a little late and didn't get myself over to Roosevelt Park uh, along the Riverwalk until probably about 1230. And I saw these people and they were wearing bibs and kind of hiking and you know some of them were running and I knew that there had been a half marathon earlier in the morning because one of my friends had run that but I didn't realize that there was also a marathon and so these were some of the laggards in the marathon and so I just ended up running the the remaining part of the course with them um, which was about three miles and then I turned around before I got to the finish line because I certainly didn't want people thinking I was um you know, running bandit or something. And, and, you know, so that was, that was fine. But what was really cool about that was that um, when I looked at my stats later, I actually had like a sub 11 minute mile for one of my miles and actually maybe even two of them, which for me, that is something I have not done in quite a while. 
And I was really proud of myself, especially on tired legs, too. So I'm telling you, there's something going on. And I think I'm starting to make myself push. And I, I can't say that it's always going to be like this. But man, I felt really good for that three miles. And then I was turning around, but I, I took some side streets and because I didn't want to go right back against the marathon traffic. So I tried to duck around and find the river walk. Well, Riverwalk is a little kind of like a catacombs <laughs> and I uh, well let's suffice it to say I got lost and it I probably was walking I, I ended up turning off my watch but I walked probably about two miles just trying to figure out where the world I was and yeah so I kept reading the maps and the maps didn't they kept saying there was like or there was like a little icon that said you are here but there wasn't one on the map. <laughs> like they had it in the, um, what do you call it? The the little table of contents on the side, the legend. And um, I couldn't find it on the map. And so it was sort of frustrating. I kept thinking, well, I know I want to go south, but couldn't figure out exactly which way south was. And then made it, what made it even worse was that I was really in the thick of the river walk, which is where all the tourists are. There's all these restaurants and shops and all this stuff. I mean, which is great. There's nothing wrong with it, but, you know, if you were trying to run, which I just kind of gave up on at this point, you know, you're just kind of walking, and uh, it's a little treacherous because the there are no, um, like, there's not like a fence or anything that keeps you from going off the river, walking into the river, and so some of these tourists were not aware of their surroundings, and so they'd be fanned out three across, and I would just be like, okay, do not push me in the water, and... Yeah, so it was a little annoying for a while, and of course, everybody's on vacation, or they're enjoying themselves on a nice Sunday, gonna go have, you know, a nice lunch or whatever, and I'm just like, okay, I need to get through you all, get out of the way. <laughs> Finally, I just, I got to a point where I just got off the river walk and came up onto the, the regular street, I think it was St. Mary's, and I whipped out my phone and GPS myself back to civilization or where my car was and which was about a mile and a half or so away so I kind of ran walked that so I, I ended up with about six yesterday so not too bad not too bad and um, felt pretty good about all that and especially that first three miles I was like dang girl I mean for me <laughs> it's not like I'm gonna be you know, breaking any land speed records anytime soon, but, uh, you know, it's all right. It's all right. Um, but yeah, so outside of that, that's about all that's going on right now. This weekend, um, is the J and J trail race up in Rock Springs, which is about an hour outside of Kerrville. Uh, and it's out kind of in the middle of nowhere. And, um, I am in charge of the hub aid station, which gets hit, uh, pretty much from, everybody that runs the race and I mean there's everything from a 100k down to a four miler um, I'm supposed to run the four miler but I've been having a really hard time trying to find volunteers for this uh, race um, I think because we're on spring break this week and so a lot of the kids are off school and so parents can't really get away and um, also it's the same weekend as probably my favorite race in the valley or one of is uh, Mesquite Fire which is the uh, first ultra marathon uh, in the Rio Grande Valley. And unfortunately, I had to miss that one this weekend because I really wanted to see my friends and whatnot. But 
Duty calls. Um, but yeah, so I've been having a little trouble finding some aid station workers. I mean, the only good news is, is that there's not a lot of people running the race in general, so it, it shouldn't be too horrible, but I've been really shaking the tree to try to find some people to help me volunteer. So I may have to skip that race and that's all right. It's, it's not the end of the world, but anyway, um, yeah. So looking ahead, it looks like my next big race is going to be the Brazos 50 K and, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, but anyway, that's all I've got for right now. Um, thanks so much for listening. And don't forget, if you feel like it, well, I shouldn't say feel like it. Can I ask you a favor? If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give it a rating, okay? And maybe a review. And uh, give me some feedback. I'm, I'm getting a few, I've got a few reviews, which is really nice. I appreciate it. And it's, and it's so odd because it's from people that I wasn't expecting to hear from. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, so that's about all I've got for right now. I'll see you next time.